Hey guys, welcome to episode 79 of Bono Stuff. Very lucky on this one to be joined by my lovely wife, Dr. Maha Nasrallah Babenko, and Chad Phillips, who is a special, special man that I got to connect with through uh, previous guest Mark Williams and Kathy Armias. Uh, we talk about that a little bit. I got Naughty by Nature playing in the background here, if you can hear that, uh, th- because this man lives in nature. That's what we talk about. Uh, the reason Maha joined is this is something she's been fascinated by and talking about and getting away from the hustle and bustle of the cities and uh, avoiding avoiding a lot of humans. Uh, sometimes we can't stand humans. We are not ashamed to say that. Uh, I hope she's okay with me sharing that. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, very lucky to, again to be joined by Chad. Awesome journey. He's doing this uh, for at least two years. He's committed to that. So we're excited to see how this plays out. He's a... Uh, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy the episode. I know, again, uh, as I always say, got at least 1% better from hearing this very unique perspective. Uh, and yeah, enjoy the episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, engage in that conversation. If this is something you ever want to do, reach out to Chad. We have his contact info in the show notes. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy this and, and it helps you use a little bit less water, uh, cut down on your on your recycling or, or recycle a little better. Uh, whatever it's going to take to start improving and making small changes to improve this this earth that we get. Um, and, and again, connect to yourself. And that's uh, some of the big takeaways I got from this. So hopefully you guys get some good stuff out of it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the show. Out. Where's the thing? Here we go. How are we? We are live with Chad Phillips. The back camera's backwards. He's over there. There he is. And then there we go. here. <laughs> he requested we are the champions. So we'll leave that on for a little bit. Um, I'm just going to introduce this Bono stuff. I believe this is going to be episode 79. Sorry in advance if I get that wrong. Uh, and Chad and I met because we were both guests on season three of uh, Mark Williams and Kathy Armias. Armias, I like saying her name. Um, mm. <laughs> it's about to go down. And uh, we, we connected over that at the reunion show where they had all the guests from the season. Uh, and we right. chatted a bit, and Chad has a very interesting story. And my lovely wife here, the loveliest woman I've ever met, ever. And we just had an anniversary. Uh, <laughs> she was very interested in uh, hearing your story, as of course I was. But she specifically, uh, I'm just going to set up a little spoiler alert for anyone moving into this. Is uh, she's very interested in the outdoors, uh, kind of escaping the nature, being one with nature, all that jazz. So, and I'll let her tell a little bit of her side. But we're going to jump over to Chad and. Uh, tell us a little bit of, of who is Chad Phillips and, and uh, what the message is. And, and as we said right before we went on, like why we should listen mm. to you. Yeah, I'll see if I can keep it concise. So um, my day job is I run a small telecommunications company and I'm a, basically a software developer. And uh, in January of 2021, I was living in a comfy studio condo in Portland, Oregon. I had just turned 50 shortly before that and was asking questions that felt to me very typical for my age. What does life mean? Did I have accomplished anything that matters? And um, I've kind of always had the kind of personality where I, I, I don't, I kind of want to do things that are a little bit outside the norm. And so with that kind of energy I had, I didn't want to do the sort of stereotypical things you might think of for somebody in what I guess is commonly referred to as a midlife crisis, you know, buying an expensive car and stuff like that. And so I was just meditating on this idea of what could I do, and it it kind it came rather intuitively. Uh, I just was, you know, had opened myself to the universe and 
uh, over the course of two days or so, I started to get this idea. Like I just, I'm going to go into the woods and I'm going to build something and I'm going to film it and I'm going to see what happens. And I don't really know what I'm doing. And it's, it's pretty important to say that I am definitely not a subject matter expert in anything I'm going to talk about. But I think what's unique about my experience is not only that I filmed it, but um, I did it rather intensely. You know, from the time I got to got to my place where I'd purchased the 10 acres of land with that had nothing on it, it was just no driveway, no not, no utilities, no nothing. I was sleeping in my car while I was building my first house, hand washing my laundry, jumping in the lake for showers, like it, all of that at once. You know, and so it was, it was. Uh, the novelty was in the extreme nature of the change. I, I didn't do it gradually, and I was filming, filming all that, and kind of trying to let people a little bit into my, into my world, you know. So, it it started there. It started with sort of like I need, I want to do something that feels meaningful and, and not not waste this energy that I have at this stage in my life. And it very quickly began to kind of morph as I even as I first started out here, it began to morph into more like the question became more like what. I know what having comfort and convenience does for me, like what the advantages are, but I suspect that there's some cost to it too. Yeah. And so the MO became like, how can I bring, how can I bring myself down to as close as I can to the basic decisions of survival that were within my skill set? You know, I'm not like a survivor man kind of person. So I needed to do it in a way that was within my skill set. And so to to do that and to see what changed in, in me. You know, what and and what were there things I learned about like, oh, I'm actually getting some things back that I had to give away hmm. when I took on, you know, living in a place where all the utilities are plugged in and all that, you know, it's like there's, you know, modern life that one of the nice things about it is all of those problems are just solved. Yeah, that's that's and one of the things I really became clear about is this is why people pay so much for a home and why you pay rent, because not because. I mean, it's nice to not get rained on, right? Of course, but like all of the all of the survival problems are basically solved. You turn yeah. the faucet, water magically comes out. You flip a switch, light magically comes on. You know, you do this, and heat goes and changes for you magically. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive, you know. And I went to a place where I had basically none of that, wow. and have been trying to like figure. And I did it. Obviously, I, I feel very privileged to have been have the choice to do it. I know there's people that don't even have that choice; they have to live that way because. That's what life has offered them. But I, I had the privilege of the choice and I wanted to choose as close to survival as possible. So water, heat, electricity, you know, I've really tried as much as possible to get down as close as I can. So that's, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's the gist of it. That's the, that's the nature, that's the essence of the experiment I'm performing. I'm hoping long-term to kind of, um, what I like, what I'm shooting for is this idea of like a sweet spot, you know, like I like finding some way to be more connected with how I, how I intake resources without having it be such a struggle. But in the beginning, as I'm just sort of getting started, it's definitely been more of a struggle. The, the stress seems to be more like I took it on all at once in this rather extreme, <laughs> extreme way yeah. that was sort of, it was novel. So people wanted to watch it, but it was also pretty pretty intense. And I, I don't feel ca fully calibrated yet. You know, that, that feels, I still feel a bit green in that, but like, here's a perfect example right now. I'm hauling water. I do it in a cart now, but I, the first time I did it, I did it by hand in these five gallon buckets, probably about a thousand feet one way. Oh my God. That's how I get all my water onto my property for whatever I need it for, for which is now showering and, you know, just the minimal amount of water I use for washing dishes and stuff. <clears throat> and that's, that's not something I want to do long-term, yeah. but I think to myself, you know, what if I had a well 
pretty close and I had a hose and I put the water into the bucket right outside my house and I picked up the water and carried it in. I'm still in contact with the resource, but I'm not killing myself to get it, right? So mm -hmm. that's just an example of like how I've been thinking about how can I find these these sweet spots that that really put me in more direct contact, but don't have me living my 60% of my life just trying to survive. Yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you're like adapting to the situation, trying to be as efficient as possible, but not lose the meaning of what you're doing, basically. Right, and I, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen over time. I mean, honestly, a lot of it has just been me mostly on my ass trying to figure things out, making mistakes and and putting one foot in front of the other and not quitting. Like yeah, there's been a yeah. quite, quite a bit of that, you know? Yeah, like mm -hmm. you said, you went the other extreme of what usually midlife crises look like. Instead of <laughs> buying everything expensive and, you know, going on all the trips and doing all the things you yeah. went other way and like got rid of everything. <laughs> kind of. It was sort of an alternate version of like, going off to India and sitting in front of a guru, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of was more like I made nature and survival my guru instead Absolutely. of some person, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I can see yeah. how spiritual that can be what you're doing. For sure. So yeah. you filmed all of this? I filmed a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, I probably, I, there's, I've had conversations with other filmmakers and one of the things you learn early on is you, you can't catch everything. There's so many moments where you're like, shit, yeah. I didn't have the camera on. And so you just have to accept <laughs> That you feel you try to film when when it makes sense. You know you're not going to catch everything, and then yeah. you go through the volumes of video you have to. I mean, I'll I'll shoot for I'll shoot hours of video, and get a five minutes of good content out of it. You know, that's the see, whole. Other, that. That's a whole another thing besides just like surviving out there is all of the production that it oh, takes yeah. to like bring it into people's lives. You know, are you, are you planning a, on making a, a documentary out of it? I don't know. You know, it was very interesting. I had one of the employees from my company asked offhand the other day, like, if you add up all the all the time that you've actually released in video, what would it be? And as soon as she asked the question, I was like, oh, I want to know the answer to that because I just hadn't looked. And I think at the time I probably have released an episode or two since then. It was an hour and 47 minutes. And I, when I ran, when I towed it up, I was like, oh, my God, I've like I've produced a movie's worth of content here. Wow. You know, wow. it's, it's shocking. And it's like pretty decent, you know, for somebody who has no formal training. So maybe, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've also doing blog entries and I've thought, you know, I've got ideas about potentially writing a book or a memoir or something. I don't know. You know, I mean, again, it's very early in the journey, you yeah, know? And yeah. so a lot of it is just getting my feet planted and, and I'm trying to generate the content as much as I can and sort of let it, it'll let it become to let it become what it's going to long-term. I'm, I'm not trying to control it too much. No, but I, I love that you're recording this journey because it is going to be part of the journey. You know, this is the beginning of the journey, so it's part of it. Yeah. Yep. I wrote, I never even came close to releasing it, but I did at one point write the first draft of a book and there it was kind of autobiographical for a period of my life. And it was interesting as I continued to do that. I, it was about a year long that I was doing that. There's this sort of third perspective that happens that no matter what was happening even if it was terrible there was this voice inside and it's like oh that's going to make for good content yeah for the book which is <laughs> a similar thing has been happening with this even if something crap like you know objectively crappy happens i have a setback i'm like all right well that's i can use that you know what i mean and so i i try to take it and make lemonade mm -hmm. out of it basically yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah so let's let's, let's I, can keep going. I know i appreciate <laughs> that that's, that's that's why i don't always have you on um so hey now <laughs> let's let's reset a few things real quick as, as as i'm trying to be the host here is one um and sorry for uh soccer ball and dog in the background um but one is 
let's reset that timeline. How long have you been doing this now? January 2021 is when he started. Um... I sold my condo at the end of January in 2021. I arrived in May, May 5th of 2021. And so, however, that, what is that, in nine months? I have to do We're coming up math. on March. June, July, August, September, October, so, November, yeah. December, January. Yeah, eight yeah. and a half, nine months. And for Got six it. of those months, a little under six of those months, I was sleeping in my car while I was building the deck that the, you know, kind of sort of medium term housing sits okay. on now. Yeah. Yep. Which is not as bad as it sounds. It's a, it's, it's part of what I found amusing was it's a 2013 Tesla Model S, which is like a really nice car. And so I'm driving <laughs> around this like hundred thousand dollar kind of sports car. And then at night I sleep in it and it's actually, it was actually plenty roomy. It would fit an entire single mattress once I got everything configured, you know, and wow. then, because it's an electric car, I could kind of just turn the heat or air conditioning on and get a pretty steady environment. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, the sleeping part was fine. It was just so cramped. You know, I was like, literally yeah. my home was, was like 32 square feet or something. It was really small. So what did you do with all your stuff? Um, well, right now I'm sitting in an off in my office in a nearby town. So I, I, in order to do my regular work, working on computers and also maybe even more importantly to produce these videos, I had to have some kind of modern setup. I mean, okay. just the video itself is like many terabytes of data. I had to have like a high speed internet connection and a, a nice desk where I could sit and do the video editing. And so, uh, I have just like sort of my office and music stuff here because I, I play some instruments. And then some of it is just still sitting in storage, waiting for me to build a bigger place or even okay. finish uh, finish out a little bit more of what I've been building. And then the rest of it's in my my home, which is okay. you know essentially bed and some you know just your basics for survival. Okay, it's and pretty low key right now. You know, yeah. dishes, pots, and pans, and my bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, and a, yeah, yeah, a little bit of storage. And I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, bring this to the challenge that you gave to Mark and Kathy on on your episode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. with them. Uh, and you'll I think the statistic is, in a modern home, uh, each individual is responsible for six thousand gallons flushed of water, right, per year. Yeah. Yep. Flushed. Approximately Between six thousand gallons of water two. are used to in you're just going to the bathroom I'm that way. Responsible for half of those, at least. <laughs> <laughs> she drinks a lot of water. I do. Uh, she drinks a lot of water. Um, right. I mean, there's there's actually that's the first phase of it, and the second phase, which is like the it's just a little weird. It's always been weird to me is that that water that goes down the toilet goes into some black box that you know probably none of us have ever. I haven't ever been to it. And yeah. something magical happens, and then it comes back out of your faucet, which always always felt like scientifically probably fine, but like conceptually a little bit on the gross side. Mm-hmm. Thank you for putting that you know, <laughs> image in my head right now. It's yeah. just the tr- it's just the truth. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and so I'll I'll bring it back to the challenge that you gave to them yeah. and anyone listening now. And uh, and Mark uh, Williams lives in Brooklyn, and uh, he was one of my teachers in high school. That's how I know him. And, oh no way! Cool. Yeah, and then Kathy uh, is in Oregon. I think she's in Portland, Oregon. Yes. So uh, she's a little closer to nature, so she might be able to pull off the challenge you're given. Brooklyn's right. a little hard to. Uh, basically, at the end of the day, you want you want people to have a poop bucket. Um, that, that, well, the specific challenge was use go to the bathroom for a month without using your regular modern toilet. You know, and so it probably that would probably be the easiest way to hit the target is some kind of some kind of composting toilet bucket. Mm-hmm. What about using our doggy bags? Well, what <laughs> I would say is I wouldn't do that, but 
I think you would also learn things if you did that. You know, I mean, the, 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 to me, the crux of the challenge is to actually interact more directly with, with this thing that's critical to it really is this weird way. It's like, it's critical to survival. Cause if you just pooped on the floor, you would have a serious survival problem in a very yeah. short amount of time. Right. So you, it, dealing with it more directly in some way, uh, I think mm. just raises the awareness, you know? So that would be a, one way that I wouldn't do, but probably could work. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to not have the visual of what that, how that would go. You have to be very accurate, I, I guess. You have to be very through. accurate, you know? I haven't thought of it all the way through, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, A for the idea. I never would have thought of that. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, very quickly, there, there, it's very common, a composting toilet, like it's a five, you know, five gallon bucket. You build this little like wooden box to kind of contain it. You put, put a toilet lid on top and then you just use some kind of organic matter to cover. So you do your business and then you put a little layer of, I use uh, sawdust because we have yeah. plenty of it from the milling that we've done with the lumber. <clears throat> and you just, the idea is you just cover it with organic matter to kind of seal off the, you want to create an oxygen barrier, right? So it doesn't smell. And, and then, it's been, it's been, you, yeah. Then you go, you just go, it's like a layer cake, right? So there's your business that, and you've got however many times you go until the buckets, you can't go all the way full because you're kind of, you know, but maybe three quarters full. And then yeah. you just switch out. So that's that's the regular, that's my regular way of using the restroom on my land. And yeah. then the other the other piece is the composting piece, which is just on my in my situation where I've got ten acres of land, I just have a compost bin. It's like a three by three or three and a half by three and a half bin. I just dump dump in a pile and then put straw on top of it to kind of kind of hold you know to kind of buffer it. And that's that that's nature just doing its job. Right? You can get kind of a critical mass of that organic matter, and it'll cook. The temperature goes up and it'll cook and worms and whatever, you know, bugs will come up from the bottom and eat it. And in a couple, it's longer, like human, human compost takes longer to safely go through the composting process. But, you know, two years, two, two or a little more. Um, don't quote me on that. It's kind of, it's just kind of an estimate, but you can totally, you can totally reuse your, your own compost in your garden. It's, it's doable. We don't it's have like a garden part, yet. Part of the official system. Sell it. I don't know. <laughs> what, but I mean, my, the point is, it's it's a natural process that then becomes something that that can be used that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm Instead of six thousand gallons of water, is, is all over the goop poop. Oh yeah. I mean, she sells candles that smell like her own uh, private parts. So. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, this is the world that Chad is trying to escape. Um, right. <laughs> that's. That's a good point. But I will just say, like, I love it. Like, I don't miss that modern thing at all. There's other modern things that I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if I can make it long term. But it's not it's it's a it's in a weird way. It's kind of fun. And yeah. it's also feels very empowering because I'm like, I am in I need nothing from anybody to control this very important system. And so in that sense, it feels very empowering. And plus I know just statistically that it's, it's good for the environment. And I, it's, it's got the, it really has that like circle of life thing all over it. Right. Like, yeah, it comes out of you, it goes into the ground, then it goes back into your food, which goes into you. And it's just so obvious that it's like the circle of life thing. Hmm. And so the whole thing just feels so much better to me. That's you know? so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far, what have you learned in terms of like the costs of modern life? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, let me think for just a second. So <laughs> I would say, I mean, one of them, okay, here, here's the easiest, here's the easiest answer. So, and I'll, I'll work with another, um, you know, we, let's move off of 
excrement and on to another kind of survival <laughs> thing. So now we're going to talk about like cleaning ourselves. Right. And so um, when I first got to Maine, um, Maine is like famous for having like lakes and ponds all over mm. the place. And so when I got here, I'm like, I'm going to keep it low budget and simple. It was May. So it was pretty warm. I'm just going to jump in the local lake and wash myself that way, which I did yeah. for several months. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then eventually I'm like, I'd like to do this on my property. So I took a pallet, tossed it on the ground and just dumped a bucket of water or I got like a head of a gallon jug and I would dump it over my head. And that was my sort of quote unquote shower for a while. And then I got really fancy and I built an outdoor shower, which is seriously like it was a pallet between two trees and like some wood up top to hold a five gallon Coleman. You know, the thing with the spigot that you can turn and then a little shelf here to put my soap and whatnot. That That's my shower. Right. And I put a few hooks up so I can hang things. So it was like a lot of the, a lot of this process is like, what is the minimum I can do to make something that will work for me? Right. Cause there's, there was just so much to do. So that, that is my current, that's my current showering situation. Now, if you take a minute to think about that statement and realize that it is now February yeah. in Maine and I'm taking outdoor showers, you might be like, how in the hell are you doing that? You know? And the answer is that I was, I've taken these outdoor showers in one form or another since it was warm. And so there's been this long process of acclimation that as it mm. gradually got colder, my body was, it was getting more and more range that it could tolerate. And so far, the coldest day I've taken a shower outside was 15 degrees. Oh and it's not hot water. It's like room temperature water. I just kind of keep the water inside. So it's, an, I mean, it's not, I'm not suffering. I, would, I will clearly say that it's definitely invigorating but I'm not suffering to do it. And it's so I think that shocks a lot of people that I can do it. And what I would say is the very first time I ever took a cold shower, cause I kind of been into cold exposure for a while. It's back when I was living in Portland and the advice was like, ah, oh, just do it for like a couple of minutes, you know, at the end of your shower. I mean, it was miserable. I was definitely suffering, you know, because yeah. my body wasn't used to being able to move through that range. Yeah. And so all of that, like, like that just gives you some information about one of the things going on in my life. But it also, we can circle all the way back around to the question you asked to say that one of the things that's definitely happened is I've increased my, I would just say I've increased my vitality, like my ability to operate inside of a, a wider nat natural range is, is very demonstrable now. You know, yeah. my house is not 68 degrees all the time. Sometimes it's 45 or less. And sometimes I screw up the fire and it's 85 degrees and my body can handle that very well. You know, yeah. Yeah. these showers are very cold in very cold climates and I'm not suffering. And so I, and, and I'm not, I'm not some kind of like weird freak or superhero. I just put myself in the situation and my, my physical body adapted. Yeah. You and so I feel more alive, you know, like I can feel the vitality. I'm standing, I'm like I'm right now, I'm standing outside naked in the woods. There is snow all around me. And I'm thinking, this is amazing that I can do this, you know, and I just, it feels very vital. And so that, that is absolutely one of the things that's changed. And one of the things that feels like I surrendered, I mean, I didn't even know I surrendered it, you know, because all I ever knew was like nice, long, hot showers. Right. Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, she, she's yeah. done, she's done a little bit of the like cold shower at the end. Mm -hmm. um, I used to love doing the, the Russian Turkish baths and go into extreme heat and then jump dive into the, the cold. Yep. But yeah, it definitely takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah. Right. Um, I haven't gone to the, the cold shower bit for various reasons. I'll readily admit my own just general comfort. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> I, I think that's what he's saying. It's like the comfort that we have yeah. 
makes us less adaptable somehow and less able to deal with adversity somehow. I think that in my feels mind, true. I, that I feels true to me. The fact that I I can handle it. I know I can. Correct. Right. But I just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But, but yeah, a lot of people I mean, out there have never even played with that. Right. Um, and and then you debate on like is is doing that whatever once a week, uh, jumping into an ice bath or or even right. a cold shower is that physiologically is it really having an effect mentally? Uh, you know, is it building your strength mm. and resiliency or, or anti-fragility is a whole concept I love right. talking about. Yeah, me too. I, I'm a big fan. I, I've, I've wanted to have, I'm going to get it made at some point, a t-shirt that says, I heart hormesis. Like I'm just dying <laughs> to get that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the nerdiest thing I think I've ever had on this show. And I yeah. Love it. <laughs> you want to tell them what hormesis is? You should tell them what hormesis is for yeah. the people that don't so, know it. So for anyone not familiar, hormetic effect is introducing something that is is a struggle or as we were talking about here something that's uncomfortable or unpleasant or uh that the body adapts to so when you work out you're you're breaking down your muscle to ultimately build it back up stronger anyone who's right. a fan of the the movie uh what was it uh ooh, I, I just blanked on it um the princess bride oh ah, yes oh yeah the poison thing yeah yeah so he uh -huh. he, he does the challenge with the uh you know the guy and there's poison in both glasses and uh, the thing that, you know, the, the challenge doesn't know is, is uh, that he, he's taken years to give himself little bits of poison so that he is now uh, immune to the poison, which is what vaccines are. And we're not going to go down the science of vaccines right now. That's a hot button topic. But yeah, right. so hormesis, hormetic response is uh, exposing yourself to something uncomfortable that the body now is better able to defend against or be more comfortable with. Right. So to tie into what you said about you being able to tolerate it, but like choosing not to. And th this, I'm still in process in this. This is very cold. Very cold. Go on. Sorry. Okay. I'll see if I can remember where I was. <laughs> <laughs> As we sit in our comfortable 72 degree home. Well, it is, it is, it is zero it's, degrees out here too. I'm not, it's out, outside. It's zero degrees. So. Basically, what I, I think where I was going before you so rudely interrupted me <laughs> was that there, I'm shooting for a for a like a life planning strategy that introduces that kind of thing into my day to day living. In other words, I don't have to choose to be uncomfortable. My life is such that the hormetic challenges are built in. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think there's a lot of lot to be said for for, pre, for pre-deciding things and taking willpower out of the equation, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot, it seems like there's a lot of science around like, it, no matter how much of a superhero anybody is, you always, all humans have this limited amount of willpower. And so to me, it's like you fix that by pre-deciding or by structuring your environment to take right. willpower out of the equation. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. that's kind of the heart of what I'm saying when I want to calibrate. I want the challenge to be how I live and to have it calibrated so that I'm getting the hormetic response and not breaking my muscles and joints down. You see what I'm right. saying? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'll just jump in with a quick sort of a, uh, similar example is when I work with folks on their nutrition um, and I, and I'm able to go to their house is I'm, I have, I have to, and if I'm doing it virtually, I'll tell them to do this themselves. Everyone's a little more hesitant to do this themselves, but I'll go in there, I'll go through their cabinets and I'll, I will put all the stuff that I think they should not be eating into a bag or box and mm -hmm. remove it because if, if the chips are there, um, which yep. we did buy chips last night and, and, you know, we, 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 
we do as we say, not as we do. No. Um, but, <laughs> we, we, you know, if the chips are there, you're going to eat the chips uh, or the alcohol or, or yep. the Twinkies or whatever it is. So it's just removing that. And like you're saying, the willpower, it's great. You go on Instagram, you see all the motivation, like, here we go. Um, but yeah, at some point you're, you're going to break down and have that Twinkie. It's sitting there, the ice cream, whatever it is. So similar kind right. of concept is, is we need to understand that um, psychology, lizard brain, all that stuff of yep. if it's there. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to defer to it. So you have to make conscious, intentional decisions, which mm -hmm. you definitely did that. Yep. You, you, <laughs> you live that. I so. think I have a catchphrase for us. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's something like our ability to think reason and plan is always going to outlast our willpower. You have a lot more capacity to think, reason, and plan than you do to force your way through stuff. And mm -hmm. so use that more available tool to position yourself. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and similarly, I'm going to add another kind of sub catchphrase, if you can, uh, from a recent book I loved that I uh, read called Upstream. And the, the line there was, every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. Right. So, you know, he applies yep. to the healthcare system, but that quote applies to the way you live your life. So if you're putting yourself in a, in a, you called it a turt, a tent yurt. Yurt. Uh, tert. Yom, technically. It's a yom. yom. So the other way. a yurt dome. Yeah. But basically a yurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're, if you're putting yourself <clears throat> in that situation, right, you, you've eliminated a lot of possible things, which takes us to our, I think what Maha wanted yeah, to talk I, about. I do have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. I, what's, yeah, I don't know if you've done that since you've, um, you know, created your new life, but what's dating like? Dating. Hmm. I've been on two dates recently. Ooh. Um, yeah, not, neither of them have, the woman I've been out with hasn't been to my place yet, but I think she's interested. Um, what I would say is in, in probably the best possible way it, it, it will, it will, and probably has reduced my dating pool. But, yeah. but I, I'm glad because yeah, I mean, if I somebody in a good way, yes, if, if somebody was like, Ooh, I don't want to date somebody who lives like that. I'm like, great. That's, that's information that's very useful to me. And we just saved both of ourselves a lot of time, Yeah, you know? So I, although I will follow that up with, I am, I have uh, done about 20% of the work to, to build an indoor shower. And while I have totally proven to myself that I can shower year round in Maine, I'm like, this would really hurt my dating life if I didn't have an indoor shower. Well, yeah. So I will have one, but primarily it's because anybody who comes over, I think they're going to want to be able to take one indoors instead of doing this maniacal thing that I do. So. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that when you were describing an outdoor shower. I was like, yeah. if I went out on a date with someone who only has an outdoor shower, I mean, it sounds exciting <clears throat> to begin with, but I don't know if, I, if that's something that I'd be like. Well, if it's 70 degrees outside, it's fine. But yeah, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It will. Hey, hey, it will be eventually 70 degrees here. I'll have that day. That's coming. It's just a little less than that. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, of course, you're yeah. narrowing down your pool. But like you said, you're just going to find people or meet people who are more like minded and right aligned with the way you yep. view the world and want to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then logistically, I'm not doing this in New York City. I'm in I'm in rural Maine. I mean, True. You know, some of the stuff, it's it's kind of, it's really, uh, not, it's not odd. It makes total sense, but it's it's a bit strange experience I have where I'll I'll tell people here, oh, I'm doing this or that. I'm building my own place, you know, sleeping in my car. I'm taking showers. Yeah. And I think the reaction here is like, cool. 
there's just no, because it's, it's just a little harder to live here, you know? And yeah. so there's a lot of people that have take, kind of taken this homesteading angle or done things that are that hard, mm. but people that are a little further away from that, then they kind of go like, oh my God, how are you doing that? You know? And so I'm already in the land of kind of rougher living. And so I think that the dating pool here is sort of a little more aligned with how I'm doing it, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it's a little easier at least where you're at. <laughs> For sure. And I, I don't know, I may not live like this forever, but I, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I've committed to, I committed to two full years and then kind of check in with myself. I, I figure I, I, if I, if I go two years, I'll have, I'll definitely, if I walk away after two years, it'll be like, all right, I did it. Like I actually lived that lifestyle in yeah. a way that felt pretty genuine to me. Um, and I could feel good about it before yeah. then. I think I would feel like I quit. You know, so I, I've committed to that two years and then, you know, I'll get towards the end of two years. And if I'm like, I really like this and I've got myself in a rhythm and this is how I want to be for a while, then I will. Absolutely. I mean, you're yeah. just still going through some of the harder parts of this. So, yeah. yeah, I don't even I mean, Maine is I was just like, I can really easily describe it's all about the seasons here in Maine. So you go from black fly season to mosquito season to tick season oh. to hunting season where you get shot in the woods okay. to snow season to mud season and back to black fly season. It's just, there's always an environmental challenge no matter what time of the year that you're in, right? And I haven't even done the full cycle yet. Like we're yeah. we're a, a month or two away from mud season. I'm like, I don't even know how in the hell I'm gonna handle that on this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, so I gotta, yeah, I figure one loop, like let me get through one loop and then I'll actually know what it's all like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You forgot about rabbit season and duck season, but that's- <clears throat> Yeah, but those are no immediate threat to me. Everything yeah, I told I'm, you is I'm, some I'm kind going of going off of the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. <laughs> oh, thing. I see what you're saying. That's all right. <laughs> My humor doesn't go for everyone. Um, but but yeah, I really so could get shot out here. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not a joke. There's a when hunting season starts, people are like rare orange, wear orange every day. Yeah. yeah. Make noise like you could seriously get shot out there. Don't screw around. And so yeah. I've been pretty pretty careful about it. Yeah, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, when we were debating where to move, uh, we chose Colorado for the access to outdoors and, and hiking yep. and skiing and everything and uh but yeah we were debating i threw out north carolina and like tennessee and she's like mm. too many mosquitoes nope bugs bugs no, yeah mosquitoes general. are rough there's Man. nothing poisonous here thank thank goodness that that's one of the redeeming qualities is like there's nothing i know of that's like a poisonous thing can bite you and kill I mean, you but tick, there's ticks can cause lime right like they it wouldn't kill you but yeah i mean there, that's pretty... <laughs> that's a semi-solvable problem you just have to inspect yourself a lot which i yeah. I do during tick season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a non-glamorous uh, reality of living in Maine, but everybody has to, and they're getting worse because of global warming too. So it's just, you just got to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. The mosquitoes love me. It's so fucking. They love me too. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Is it, it's got to be a chemical thing, right? That there's some kind of pheromone that you and I put out where they're just like, that's a snack for me. You know? I don't know what it is. Seriously. What's your blood type? Maybe it's our blood type. O positive, I think it is. That's exactly what I Really? Oh, there we go. They love O positive. Yum, yum, yum. It's like cupcakes to the mosquitoes. <laughs> Mosquito cupcakes. <laughs> so. So what I'm getting is like you're continuously on a day-to-day -day basis. You've created this this life, this structure that is not just forcing you, but also you you want this obviously, but it's kind mm -hmm. of putting you in positions where you're connecting with life directly every day, basically. Yes. Yeah. 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 And there's there's a there's it feels like there's kind of a trade-off uh inverse relationship, maybe I would say, between temporary discomfort and vitality. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm not going to pretend that everything I'm doing, I like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like we, I get to haul water today. Or <laughs> there's some days where I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to lug in a bunch of wood to for it to burn yeah. or it's late at night and I the fire went out and I got to build it. I mean, there's, there are some suck moments in this for sure. But what I would say is it, it feels very similar to the relationship I've had with yoga for a long time, where I would do these hot yoga classes back before the pandemic started like three times a week. And it was not fun for me, no. you know? It was, I'm sweating. I'm enforcing myself. Forcing is not the right word. Like putting myself in these uncomfortable positions. It was not I, fun. Is definitely not a word I would use. But at the end, I felt vital, and I carried that vitality with me all throughout the other 23 hours of the day and yeah. the rest of the week and everything. And so it's got a similar flavor. But instead of this like class I drive myself to, it's just how my life is working. So you know, when I carry, well, I was thinking the other day when I do that. When I carry, I have this like little. It's like a waxed kind of sort of bag thing that you kind of load up with firewood and then you can carry it. And I'm carrying it one, you know, a few days ago. I'm like, this is totally like the kettlebell carry. I'm doing like the carry that you would yeah. do if you were like in a gym for the kettlebell. I'm like, I don't know who needs that. I'm doing it. Every day. You know, I, I switch, I switch hands and like, I try to balance it. So um, yeah, yeah, there's different ways that I can actually bring that in. So literal functional fitness. You're literally yeah. Get every day. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I I'm I'm actually I do have a mem gym membership here and I've been doing a lot of sled pushing. Yeah. But it's it's occurred to me like, I wonder how I can do this just in my life. Like can I get I can get a strap and after I cut a tree, I can like pull it, you know, instead of using a tractor. Like, how could I actually sled in the woods with what I'm doing? I'm yeah. pretty sure I could figure it out. You know, we yeah. The 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 one I'll give you on that is uh when we were in Southern California. We, we would go to one dog park. There was a few different dog parks, but there was one dog park. And we actually helped because it was on a bit of a of a hill or whatever. And uh, one morning, the usual morning crew brought all their stuff. And mm -hmm. we basically tried to get all the chips from one end kind of to the other. So it was a very functional fit. So that was like the sled. We had a, a tarp and we loaded the tarp up with yep, a bunch of wood chips. And yeah. then we just yep. dragged it to the other yeah. end of the dog park until it was That's a great. little more evened out. So. That's mm -hmm. kind of that sled concept for sure. We, we right. did, we took, uh, the last time we changed our tires, we took one of the tires, put a little piece of wood inside the tire and mm. put a little uh, attachment piece well, on it. To be fair, one of our neighbors did it for us. We didn't do it ourselves. <laughs> we, 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 the royal we. Ah, I, okay. I don't know how to use power tools. I'm not gonna, I'm scared of that. <laughs> um, I grew up in Brooklyn uh, with- Yeah, they scare me too. I'm learning, but they do. But I kind of like that. That the fact that there's some fear for me keeps me very alert. You know, yeah. Well, that's very a good alert. thing. You need yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's the safety feature. I figure that fear. <laughs> yeah. So we turned one of our old tires into like a, a sled, not sled, but like it, a, yeah, it yeah, is a sled. And we pull, we put weights yep. in, and we pull it, and yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's mm. a, it's a very functional thing. Again, like I, I don't know if you have access. Uh, I know those Tesla tires are very very fragile. So <laughs> there's some pretty giant. The gym I'm in is is a functional strength gym. So we have yeah. those giant like Mack truck truck tires. The ones yeah. that are like 600 pounds. They're there. Yeah. Yep. Well, the closest I've been to what you're experiencing is when I climbed Mount Kili in mm. Uh, mm. 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yes, almost seven years ago. So right. I was on a mountain for a full week with no shower mm -hmm. you know no luxuries um sleeping in a tent but i did have some luxuries in the sense that i was not carrying everything you know the whole way mm, we had right. porters and we had a, a cook so he was making us food every day 
obviously it's not like luxurious what food. Yeah, not still a porter. That sounds like that's more like a luxury hotel kind of term, you know. But you have them well, in the that's, woods. That's how huh. you know most of the tours are on most yeah. of these mountains, unless you really want to do it yourself. Um, right. Well, unless you're doing like other survival rate goes way up. Yeah, obviously <laughs> it's different. I'm not yeah. comparing what I experienced to what he's experienced. That's what I'm saying. That's the closest closest I've been to right. what you're experiencing. But I do right. remember that. Um you know, that kind of struggle of like, you know, pushing myself every day. Yeah. You know, climbing it at a higher altitude, doing some difficult things. And then especially obviously the last night, that was the most difficult trek because it was really mm. high altitude. It was right. Um, and like, mm. you know, I was nauseous and the, the altitude would really hit you at that point. And it's just getting right. to the top and just the whole experience living in nature for a week, you know, not in your own comfortable home sleeping right. showering none of that just being with nature literally mm -hmm. uh pooping outdoors mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. all that stuff yeah <laughs> i remember feeling extremely connected to life and extremely alive which is what you're describing basically. yeah absolutely for um, sure and i would imagine you probably felt some gratitude too in terms of like when you came back like all these things that you oh have my God. Right? Yeah. the first shower i had when i came back <laughs> Right. Was the most amazing shower I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. So, which so, is great, right? Because it only yeah. took a week for you to get to the point where you felt that much gratitude. That's amazing. Like that's like a neuroplasticity thing, right? Yeah. That's, and I experienced that in a longer version when I. That's why I slept in my car, you know, I, because my condo in Portland was 500 square feet, and I'm like, I'm gonna move into a 265 square foot tent. I yeah. don't want it to feel like a downgrade. So the car was very intentionally a reset. And it totally worked. Like it just took as soon as it was normalized. And then I did the thing that was nicer. I felt like, wow, this is great. Yeah, you know, absolutely. really cool. Like it's kind of a life hack type of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. So you're, you're not like showering at the gym or anything, kind of sneaking that. Those I've been when you can. Yeah, I've been pretty disciplined about it. So outside of a few, you know, like overnight at somebody's house or that's, that's just a shower that way. Or I've been in a hotel once or twice um then i i've showered that was yeah i actually got stuck i was i took a brief vacation to puerto vallarta in january and i got stuck in was it in detroit it was in detroit my connection missed or something and i was there for like a whole day and i, I was grumpy at first and then i was like i have this hotel room like this is so it was just so much nicer like there's all these little luxuries here that I yeah. just don't get to experience. I guess I crank the shower. It's okay, 20 minute showers. Like, this is great, you know? <laughs> uh, whereas I think nor under, you know, my more modern life circumstances, I just would have been crabby the whole time. It was a much easier for me to embrace what was there, what I could be grateful for, because I, I've yeah. just turned, I've turned the volume down a lot on that, you know? And I, it, it kind of, I kind of feel like I'm counteracting the sort of, almost like to put it bluntly, it's like I'm counteracting like Amazon. You know, where you can like click a button and two days later, something magically shows up. And out here, it's just the opposite of that. It's like, I want wood. I have to cut it and plan it two years in advance. It is not two days. It's two years. Right. Sure. And if I want it to go well, I got to like crank, crank, crank for days on end. And, and the, yeah, there's, it's a totally different kind of uh, thinking horizon. Yeah. It kind of resets my expectations. So I don't expect everything's going to go my way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you have been on vacation since you moved yeah it was uh three days i think How and was it was that? it was in the dead cold of maine in january too it was yeah. nice yeah yeah i mean 
I definitely enjoy, probably have to say I had uh, enjoyed the experience more because I, I was in, not only engaging in going to a nice place where it was warm, but also in these modern luxuries. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think is important just to be official about it. Like I don't hate modernity or, or luxury or comfort. Yeah. I just, I get concerned about the, um, the fact that we're we've crossed over where the vitality curve is like I, I think this is something in my in my web podcast with Mark and Kathy I talked about this too this idea like it's very kind of common knowledge that people love salt sugar and fat because there was a, lo a long time ago that was a survival advantage you found yeah. that stuff and you're like yum 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 this is gonna help yeah. me survive and now we've crossed over the vitality curve and we're yum yum yumming and we're actually getting less alive right mm -hmm. right I suspect the same thing's true for comfort and convenience where it was a survival advantage to make yourself more comfortable because life was so damn hard. Right. And now I think we probably have crossed over and clicking a button and get having something magically show up two days later probably is not increasing our vitality. Just, yeah. I'm just going to guess there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I talk about that a lot. A lot of the injuries I see as a physical therapist are, injuries of the modern world and a dis mm. and a disassociation between being primal and this this genetics that we have um, yeah. and that's the paleo diet as well is is it's it's a disconnect between things that we haven't eaten for so long and we're not adapted to for the most part to right. uh and, and that's where we see lactose intolerance and mm. all these different chemicals peanut allergies like that. that kind peanut of stuff, allergies yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot going on there <laughs> that's a whole can of worms but yeah yep. there's definitely that that um dissociation or disconnect between the the what our genetics want and and so you know uh, again what it when somebody needs to lose weight the common uh euphemism or whatever is is uh you know eat less exercise more and that goes completely against the, our genetics as you're you're alluding to right our, our genetics say eat as much as you freaking can because we can, don't know what exactly is coming and right. move as little as possible to your point like yeah you're moving a decent amount you'll probably end up moving more than most people sitting at a desk on a computer all day, uh, way more, right. I assume, yep. but yeah, uh, when but I'm out there, that, I am. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that mm. huge disconnect of eat more exercise, uh, eat less exercise more <laughs> right. uh, versus our genetics are saying the exact opposite. So yeah, there's some really fascinating right. stuff, which is there. why you make the, that's, that's why it's, it just feels like such a, it's, it's a stress in the modern environment, right? The fact that you are constantly under that, you're constantly presented with that, Ch that counterintuitive challenge that you have to bring your willpower yeah. to yeah. right versus versus restructuring your life so that it's a, it's actually it's by structure it's a little hard you know it's it's not it's not impossible it's a little hard yeah like, just yeah. make it a little harder and then you get yeah. a lot of vitality like there's a real payoff there you Absolutely. know yeah yeah speaking of food so yeah what's food like i mean what yeah i don't i don't have much to add here there's there's there were so many there were so many um like vectors I was taking on. I'm not sure what the right word there is. You know, I was doing my showering. I was hand washing my laundry. I was sleeping in my car. I just did. It felt overwhelming to take on food as well. Yeah. I was, I've never, I've always been kind of like, just buy something at the store anyways. Yeah. And so I just made this very conscious decision. Like I'm going to tackle this at some point. Okay. I do want to plant some of my own stuff, but like, man, that's going to put me over the edge if I try to take on everything else I'm doing in that. And so I've pretty much eat in town. I do have some simple cooking implements out there. You know, I can, I can make some, you know, dried stuff or want more yeah. of a can of soup or, yeah. or things like that. But I, I haven't, I haven't gone crazy with that, okay. that yet. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, you know, break yourself with trying to figure out everything all at once. 
Yeah, I felt pretty happy with the curve, the hockey stick challenge that I had put it in front of myself. And so food was one of those ones where yeah. I gave myself a break. Yeah. 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 And again, for and someone like Mark, who's living in Brooklyn, I mean, the poop challenge, poop bucket challenge is, is uh, <laughs> it's a lot to, to take on, especially with having a family. Um, and just not having yeah. to, to set that up. <laughs> have a nice I've been meaning to research. I want What I want to do is research because I there has to be a way that the... Um, like the what it's called in terms of what I know is called humanor. There's like a it's the humanor composting system. And so I would be shocked if there's not a way to accomplish the humanor composting system in New York. Uh, there's somebody's written about it, or there's some yeah. thing you can do to make that happen. So I want to find out what that is and then send it to him and go see. Nah. Like here, just do it that way. <laughs> Get rid of that excuse. <laughs> yep. Human it's going to be, it's going to be where you dump it, right? It's, you, there's no comp, like, there's no bin in the woods you can put it in where I have. He, you got to have a place to dump it, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the key yep. where to yep. dump it. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Back to poop as always. Did you want to <laughs> share your bad idea? <laughs> I know. Oh, I love bad it ideas. It's more of a joke. Like when we take Lexi out for a walk and she poops, we can just poop with her. Mm, mm, yeah. And, you know, we can have a. A family walk for a poop, family poop. Are walk. there any law enforcement concerns about that? Around that? <laughs> like, yeah. You need to find the backside of a bush if you're going to engage in that kind of activity. <laughs> we, we live in a very little tight townhouse community. Did you so. tell us about your first poop outdoors experience? <laughs> yeah, before we left uh, New York, we did a little getaway uh, somewhere in upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, farm. It was a farm. There was like sheep and lambs and all sorts of animals. It's very, very pretty and green. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, at some point, yeah, we were just walking, admiring nature. And she was telling me about her Kilimanjaro experience. And I'm yep. sure maybe when I was a kid, I pooped at some point yeah, in the woods, the but not the same. But she's like, you got, you got to do it. Uh, right. I was like, okay, and yeah, I did it. I did, it's definitely a thing. Was it a bonding experience? I imagine yeah. after, you felt closer afterwards. <laughs> you gotta move outdoors. You gotta experience it as an adult. It's an experience. It, it's totally an experience. Luckily, I'm still I trying to imagine this doggy mobility. bag thing you guys were talking about. Like, do you hold the bag behind you and like try to hit it, or like, what are you envisioning here? Let's you know that's oh, gonna no, work. No, you, you, well, some people do the whole funnel. Is it a funnel kind of thing? Or? <laughs> we'll we'll let you know. We'll get our, all right. Because they don't have a very big opening, you know. They're like that. Yeah, they're not very they're not big. Very I big. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we need to explore a little more. And, and if you're not familiar, Boulder here in Colorado is very. We call it hippie, which you're, you know, yeah. we're, we're in the borders of that. So I'm sure there's all sorts of aspects of oh, this, I'm this sure we can find something connecting yeah. to, to <laughs> nature type of uh, yeah. concepts that are <laughs> out here. And uh, we do need to we need to look at that. And there's some farms that we, we go and shop at. And mm -hmm. that's something, you know, I speak about, too, voting with your dollars and trying to impact things the way we right. can um is is definitely supporting those local farms that we know are doing things a little bit better than than some of the bigger farms and that's you know like you're talking about making change uh as one individual it's hard but when we start uh impacting people and i try to talk to folks about the same concept like if you don't know your, the name of your local farmer um you know we, we got some work to do and and you know mm -hmm. uh, or even if you're you're you can order from some of these farms that are, are doing stuff more sustainably and support those guys at the very least. So that's a whole different conversation. Like you're talking about yep. the food stuff, but right. yeah. Yep. Yeah. The game I'm in right now is, is I'm kind of a lead by example game where I don't, I don't, I really don't want to do any kind of teaching. You know, I really just want to 
be like, here's what I'm doing and here's, right. here's how I'm experiencing and here's what I'm learning. And then kind of trust my viewers, if you will, to, to yeah. make yeah. that mean whatever it does in yeah. their own life. Although yeah. I certainly like any artist hope that I have some kind of positive impact, I think, you know, and, and, and that's a perfect segue. I know uh, we want it to be respectful of your time. I think we mm -hmm. were coming up on our, on our time here. So uh, where can folks, watch this stuff and mm. follow you and, and support you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, the website is life to live dot one. So life to live dot O N E. And then if you scroll to the bottom of any page, there's social media links. I've got a YouTube channel where I post videos. I've got Instagram where Instagram's kind of like the fire hose, pretty much, um, you know, kind of daily ish updates of whatever I was doing that day. And I write some blog posts too, that are kind of more on the philosophical side. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's yep. perfect timing how like we're having this conversation now because i've been kind of going through a bit of like an existential crisis myself mm -hmm. i don't want to call it a crisis an existential upgrade let's call it let's let's reframe i don't like the word crisis to me it felt right you know not even reckoning i don't know it's there's a there's a there's been a lot of positive energy right it was yeah. it didn't feel like to me a crisis is like something is threatened in a bad way but to me it felt yeah. like i've got all this amazing energy i'm asking all these really relevant and important questions what do i do with it that's not a crisis you know that's yeah. an opportunity kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, exactly. it's a transition to yeah. midlife for evolution. sure definitely evolution. yeah i didn't evolution. i didn't want to be the same person so i would say yeah, exactly. yeah transformation I'm sorry saying upgrade might be a better word mm -hmm. upgrade there's a, evolution there's a, yeah there's a shift that needs to happen so yep. interesting. i feel like yeah, yep i need to think and about it just how. remains to be seen if that shift includes the woods and a bucket and poop that's for you. You'll you know, be the it did for me, know, my friend. You worked for me. You know, worked for everybody. You'll, you'll get all the updates there. Um, <laughs> so, any other last questions before we let Chad go? Uh, <laughs> what was the most memorable, I guess, experience or moment in the last nine months that you? Oh been doing? man, um, I don't know if I can reduce it to one, but what I can say is that. It's, it's followed this rhythm where it's like a lot of things feel really hard. You know, I'm kind of taking on so much. It feels overwhelming. And then I'll just, I'll, I'll, there'll be these moments that are like these magical moments where, where the, where basically just like nature will like grab a hold of me and be like, look, you know, look at this, look at the stars, look at what the trees with the snow over them looks like. And it will just, everything will stop. And I'll just be like almost paralyzed with amazement. You know, they're just moments of like yeah. sheer, spiritual grace that are interjected into this like slog of, of making, you know, of, of transforming my life. And there's yeah. I've really, I've really appreciated those. Wow. Like it's, it's kind of hard to imagine how I would have gotten that kind of, and the contrast even makes a difference, right? Like it's how challenging it was the moment before and then how amazing it feels when I kind of have this moment where I wake up to how beautiful it is around me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty great. And the other, I guess the one other thing I would offer is I love how, uh, tuned in I am to my stove. Like I can, I'll just throw logs in, I'll go to sleep. And if the temperature drops a little bit, my body just like, Oh, I got to put some logs on. Like oh, I'm wow. just, I actually have like a relationship with it. And so that's, yeah. that's an ongoing Speaking moment. Like I'll look over it and I just feel kind of warm, you know, like it's like, wow, this is so cool. I, I tend to the fire and it tends to my need for heat. And it really huh. feels like this little relationship. Happening. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow, that I love attunement, it. even to you and the fire. That's, that's amazing. I know. Yeah. Most, I would guess most people don't get that with their furnace. I, I never did. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know I got at least one percent better today. Yeah. Wee! Thank you so much. It's so fun talking to you guys. This yeah, is, I love yeah. talking about this stuff, right? I'm you're, embedded you're in it. You're welcome back so anytime. Yeah. This is a All right. Patience.
Justin. Thanks for sharing. I expect updates when you figure out the doggy bag situation, please. Oh, yeah. I got to know how that's going to yeah. work. We're, we're, we're doing a little getaway to Crested Butte this weekend, so maybe... <laughs> We've got, it's a trial, trial and error. You just do a little trial yeah, and error. I yeah. think the temperatures are going to be definitely uh, in the negatives. It's, it's going to be coming out of our butts. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yep. well, we'll let you know. Thanks again. And folks out there, if, if you've tried anything like this, if you've connected anything, please comment reach out to chad directly or us we'd love to continue the conversation as always yeah. um so thanks again chad we're gonna yeah uh, thank you go offline and uh hopefully you guys get a lot out of this i